listening to Helping Those with DID, a podcast of Lydia Discipleship Ministries. Thank you for your desire to gain more understanding of how to best help those with dissociative issues. You can visit our website at www.lydiadm.org. And now, let's listen in. Hello, everyone. My name is Lindy, and I'm on staff at LDM. And I'm here today with Dr. Lane, and we're going to talk together about a topic that I think is relevant for both counselors and their clients. It's tackling the question of what is healing? I know that often clients are focused on when will this be over because the healing process is hard work. And so they're wondering what that process even looks like to feel healing. Some feel that if all the parts are gone, then they will be healed. What are your thoughts about that particular idea? Well, hi, Lindy, and hi, everyone. Well, the whole concept that parts go away or are gone, I think I like to replace that with the idea that parts take their rightful place because our emotions are isolated in the parts. One part might be full of anger and rage and another one might be mellow or quiet. But as the Lord brings healing, the parts merge together and take their rightful place in our emotional palette, in a sense. So we can color things light blue and dark blue and different hues rather than just vibrant red from the one place in our mind. So that's why I use the phrase that the parts take their rightful place. But we're talking about integration here. And I think if we think of integration as a byproduct of healing, not the focus of healing. And I know many counselors and clients just think, well, if if integration is complete, everything's fine. One of the reasons I think we have such a desire to be integrated is having parts inside can really be embarrassing. You may have heard the story I mentioned other times, and that is when I got well enough that I could keep a part-time job, I was taking teaching a few classes at a university. It was a small town, and everybody sort of knew everybody, and I went to the grocery store one day and I had that feeling like, oh boy, I think triggering is right under the surface. There's a part close by. And sure enough, I was pushing my car into the into the supermarket while this lady was pushing her car out. And when I got right past her, I said in a very little voice, my daddy has a crack in his head. I think that's an example of why we long to be integrated because being triggered can be very, not only unsettling, but very embarrassing. Here we are, an adult, we may have a job, and then at times we're very immature. For example, if we meet a kind man or the pastor's kind, um, we have those feelings like we want him to be our daddy or something. And just that embarrassment can be can be a real pressure inside. So I can understand why some people feel that integration is the way to go. Once that's done, everything's done. 
That makes sense. That way of thinking, but more looking at that as a byproduct um, of the healing that God is doing. So in another aspect of that healing work, where does memory work or memory retrieval fit into the picture? Well, memory work is a necessity and it is part of the healing process. Um, Some people aren't sure about which memories they're supposed to be accessing. They think they may think, well, do I have to remember everything, every trauma that happened in my life? If we did that, we'd be 101. And I can't imagine all those years of counseling would have cost a whole bundle. But anyway, um, I believe that memories don't need to be retrieved except those that the Lord knows are the crucial ones for healing. Often when I start a session with someone, I would pray or they would pray and tell the Lord, I'm willing to go any place you want me to go in my past. And then as we'd finish praying, I would ask them, well, did anything come to mind? And probably about 90% of the time, they would say, well, you know, I started thinking about Uncle John. I don't know why. I haven't thought of him in years. And usually true to form, that was a memory that the Lord knew was crucial to the healing process. I really like that idea of letting the Lord choose um, to bring forward the memories that he knows are the key instead of just digging into every piece of things. Speaking of that digging and pain, and um, what are some of those painful parts of DID healing from a client's perspective? What are the things that they sometimes fear in this journey? Well, we sort of already referred to triggering, but triggering in itself can be painful because I used to call it, I was going down. I could sense that something else, someone else inside was taking charge. And during that process, I sort of would go down and they would become more powerful or more vocal. And that's a very painful feeling because you feel so out of control. Seems nothing you do can stop that triggering. The only thing that I found to be helpful, not at the beginning of my healing, but later on, was that my counselor, um, there was a little part that I always wanted to report to him what had happened during the day or during the week. And so when something would happen and I would start to feel I was getting triggered, I would say to the little place inside, you know, Mr. Jim's going to want to know about this in a, just a very forceful and age-relevant uh, verbiage. And sometimes that would sort of put a fence around it, the little one said, put a fence around the triggering until we got a chance to tell Dr. Jim about it. Uh, Another painful part of healing is you realize the emotional instability. You can be leading a Bible study if you're at that point in your healing and then be completely coming apart. Um, the intensity of the instability can can not only be painful, but it can be frightening because we think, when is the roller coaster of up and down going to stop? And we sort of look with envy at people that we assume um, have a measure of 
plateau of stability. The only problem is that it may not be true for them either, because with all the dings that we get in life just because it's a fallen world, I think a lot of us are a little bit more unstable emotionally than we would like to think. So to summarize some of our conversation here, how would you define healing from DID? Um, Well, oh, I was going to mention one other thing, and that's a painful area of self-abuse. Some people feel if, you know, when the self-abuse stops, then I'm probably healed. I know for me that I was very discouraged because the, the lust for suicide, which is really what it was, it was so strong. Um, I was discouraged because it was back again. And then the Lord pointed it out to me, look at how long it's been since the last time it was this desperate. And it wasn't that the depth of the darkness was any more shallow. But the time in between was lengthening. And I think that's a better perspective. So self-abuse will stop. But during the healing process, there may be bumps in the road that can be very, very painful. But in answer to your question, um, I think of healing is getting to know the Father, getting to know God the Father in a vital way. So as the barriers, that's another name for past traumas, are resolved, the counselor is able to help get the barriers out of the way. And the end result is that the person's past is no longer intruding into their present. That's a good picture of what it means to live in healing on a day-to-day basis. This has been a great conversation looking at this together. I appreciate you sharing your insights and thank you all for listening. We look forward to being with you again soon. You can visit our website for resources at www.lydiadm.org.